0: Well, never crashed a mini monster truck before uh, You can see the video of us on our Facebook page, Stacy and Jonah To see exactly what the hell was going on today well, Welcome to Boozy Brunch Usually, Stacy, this is the time you and I get together Rehash the week of shows, get a little loose, maybe have a drink uh, Use some explicit language But it's different today because we have a very special guest And we've never been able to talk to a monster truck driver before but make sure, Let's make sure your mic works
1: Give me a test. Yep. Test one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Monster Jam Gravedigger.
0: He's concussion free, everybody. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Morgan, can you drive
0: Gravedigger? You guys yep. are going to be at America Center this weekend. We just drove these tiny little, tiny little, like adult size mini battery trucks. Yes. What it- do you
1: call them? It's a 24 volt power wheels, pretty much. So you can get them uh, Walmart, Target, everywhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, these are. Y- They're for sale. These
0: are recreational.
1: Yeah. This isn't just
0: a special promotion y'all are doing. I can actually
1: own one. I mean, yes. Yes. So any customer can go out and buy them. Um, Dude. I mean, I think you can even get them on Amazon. So
2: Morgan, can I tell you, you just made a lifelong dream come true. I've always (laughs) wanted to drive one of those. One of my friends, like I had this friend whose parents had tons of money and they had one of those like little mini Jeeps when we were a kid. And I always wanted to drive it. She would never let anyone drive it. And so I've always wanted to do something like this. And here you come with mini Grave Digger and make my life so thank you you very did a great
1: much. job navigating through those tight cubicles you it was you. a great job, we were great job. Off. oh my
2: god do you know how much that means coming from
1: you <laughs> thank a lot you. of sales
0: were shutting their doors as we were rumbling down the hallway
2: like we care we'll just run them over just kidding we love you sales people
0: <laughs> one of the things in St. Louis especially I live in the city and then like in Benton Park and Sular just kind of downtown a lot of people have golf carts and mm-hmm. they just drive them around instead of cars. Really? Starting a new wave we get the 24 the <laughs> w- power wheels. Yeah, oh Go, yeah. drive by those guys in a grave digger. See you later, suckers. That would be perfect. So earlier we were talking and I asked you what kind of fuel uh, these real monster trucks run off of and you were saying it's basically kind of akin to what they de-ice planes with and there's alcohol and with methanol.
1: It's it's called methanol. So our fuel that's provided to us is uh, through a great sponsor, VP Fuels, um, and they have backed us for years now, but it's, uh, it's methanol alcohol. Um, so... It's right, specifically used in racing too. The last sentence
0: you said before I said, "Hold on, come in here and let's talk about this in the microphones." <laughs> is I asked you jokingly, "Oh, alcohol? You guys
1: drink it?" You said, "No," but I have had it in my mouth before. Yeah, what leads to you having monster truck fuel in your mouth? So sometimes you get in a thrash, man. Monster Jam's all about you know entertaining the fans. We want to make sure everybody has a great time. Um, but for us in the back, in uh, you know, my crew chief Parker Hatcher, I mean, we've been friends for years and i grew up together and it's like once you get into a thrash for trying to get back round two round three or whatever back for freestyle sometimes what's a thrash you're talking about just like like basically go out first round the truck breaks and all of a sudden you have a a 60 second clock to get stuff rolling so like if you have to replace a fuel pump or or something i mean yes to just turn around yeah you got a thrash So so does
2: monster jam have a pit crew
1: Yes. Oh, Yeah. So each truck has one or two mechanics that are dedicated to that truck. And then we have three or four that kind of float in the back that um, basically if anything comes back, they're jumping on it and helping. So it's a true team effort, um, full on competition for Monster Jam. Um, But in the back, we want to make sure that every truck makes it to the floor um, because that's what the fans paid for.
2: So, I feel like Gravedigger is the most famous monster truck of all time. It like, is. Everybody's heard of Gravedigger. Yeah. When I moved out here, I didn't realize it was from near here. Um,
1: Originally. I'm,
2: yeah, I'm from California, and like I had seen Gravedigger at Monster mm-hmm. Jam in Santa Rosa, California. And then I come out here, and I'm like, oh, it's everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so up, we have up to seven different trucks driving in one oh. weekend. So um, for me, like right now, there's a show in St. Louis. There's a show in San Antonio. There's a show. I think Hampton, Virginia. So we have, we'll have a gravedigger at every Monster Jam. Um, and that's not just domestic, that's worldwide. You know, so for me, I'll do first quarter, second quarter, and then third quarter and fourth quarter, I'm going international. So uh, my last show, uh, international, was Singapore. I wow. did uh, Tokyo, um, did Melbourne, Australia. So, I mean, it's a worldwide phenomenon. And like you said, it's, Gravedigger is the most, Popular Monster Jam truck in the world. For sure. Do people react differently in different countries with
0: Monster Jam? Like, I, I've heard at least, like, in Japan, for instance, like a rock band will go there for the first time. The audience is just quietly watching them. Mm-hmm. They think they're bombing, but no, it's their sign of respect. We want to pay yeah. the most attention to this band so that a quiet crowd means you're doing well. Is there any different
1: reactions when you go to different places? Yeah, it's exactly the same way. You know, inter- any entertainment, I mean, you have to respect the culture. And for us to go to different countries and for them to welcome us in, um, it is unique you know because you you, as a driver you feed off of the crowd so when you know when the bad to the bone song comes on before i start the truck up i hear the crowd and it just elevates you know here in the u.s but when you go overseas it's a little bit different i mean the international crowd a
0: little little golf class yeah yeah so like
1: like uh sweden and finland up there it's more a golf clap like they don't really huh. get very very excited um but like you said it's a sign of respect i mean they they're just kind of in awe of what's happening in front of their eyes just because it is so exciting i've got to stand next to a monster truck one time and i'm six
0: four you're a pretty tall guy yourself mm-hmm. six six foot four. all right yeah and those tires we were talking about earlier like five and a half feet tall yep. these giant knobby mfers and then you just look and say wow that seat like The seat, the driver's seat in Gravedigger must be one of the most coveted seats of all automobiles or trucks. What gets you, like, briefly, what's your path from? being interested in this to being the actual driver? Because, I mean, it's an actual fantasy for so many people.
1: Yeah, yeah. So for me, I mean, it was kind of a unique path. Um, I actually never had a dream to drive a Monster Jam truck. My dream was to become a professional soccer player. I had a pathway I wanted to follow. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to play four years of a Division I college. And then from there, I wanted to move my way into the MLS draft and, and work my way into professional soccer. Um, when I was a sophomore in college, it kind of took a turn. I had a couple rough roads and battled a little bit of injury and, um, went back home and was able to connect with Dennis and Adam and Ryan, which were my childhood friends. I mean, I grew up in Currituck, North Carolina, which is where gravediggers headquartered. Um, and my mom used to work for uh, Dennis, back in the early 90s. So he would drop, or she would drop us off with his wife, Julie, and me, Ryan, and Adam would play in diapers and we would dance the bat to the bone and get in mud and everything. This is when you guys were about 18, 19 years old? <laughs> we still do. Yeah, diapers? yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I mean, we still have videos of all that stuff. So when my pathway crossed with them... Um, cause that was since high school. I had that dream and Adam gave me the shot. He has a ride truck, which you pay five bucks when you go to the Gravedigger shop and you can get on the, the truck and you ride around. Um, and it's, it's like a full experience of a monster truck because you, you're up on it. You, you yeah. feel the, the size of it. Um, so that's how I got my start. And Adam was like, Hey, come work for me. You can drive the ride truck. Did that for a couple uh, couple months, and then there was a guy named Steve Sims with Stone Crusher. Uh, he owns a custom stone business in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and he has two trucks that he runs the Monster Jam circuit. So he had a driver um, he had a driver quit needed to fill a seat, and he wanted somebody young that he could teach the ways and, and show how to how to build a brand. Um, so for me, I was like, perfect opportunity, right place, right time. Adam put a good word in, and that was my story. And I started off in Mopar Magic, and that was in 2010 on Halloween was my first show. Wow. And, uh, and now I'm driving the biggest truck in the world. So nine know. and a half years later, here you are. Yeah, yeah.
2: What's it like to drive a monster truck for the first time? Do you remember...
0: The first yeah. time you got to get oh, in there yeah. and well, do with it. was it similar to us riding the power wheels, you hit the gas, like, oh, oh, it's, oh. oh.
1: <laughs> driving a monster truck is absolutely an experience in itself like you cannot explain the adrenaline that goes through your body when you when you're just sitting there the truck's not even running but you know that there's thousands and thousands of fans out there that are just screaming ready to see it, a great event and for us as a driver i mean you have a lot of pressure you know so for me driving first time I, i'll never forget it was halloween it was in louisville kentucky at freedom hall which is a pretty historic uh venue for us in, with monster truck um, and I was sitting in the back and I'm like this is crazy I, I can't do this I mean like my heart is about to beat out of my chest oh my because gosh. I'm I'm panicking um, but the second the motor starts up it, it calms you down Um, because I mean, it's just, when you have 1500 horsepower behind you and you got all the control on your right foot, it's, it's amazing. And for you to be able to put a show on to make people happy and come to experience monster jam for two hours and forget about everything in the world. I mean, this is truly a powerful event.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, it's such an incredible show and I think it does show, uh, that,
0: everyone feels the same way you do mm-hmm. on the monster jam side is that they're here to put on a great show. They know everyone's packing their family and traveling America center this weekend mm-hmm. and they're not going to be
1: disappointed. So I mean, right. I think that's pretty important too. And the cool thing is, is, is that, you know, monster jam has built this name as a show. well, Five years ago, 2015, we started off with our very first point series, um, and the point series started off as more Monster Jam, which is I was like the inaugural season. Came in and we raced four wheelers, we raced ATVs, our ATVs, UTVs, and uh, monster trucks. So it was almost like an Ironman competition. Oh, like uh, the driver you did all. all yeah, you did all okay. three. So oh, you'd fine. have to you'd have to get out of the truck and change and do all the stuff. Well, we still run. It's like run, an Olympic f- event. Yeah, we run three <laughs> tours, and that's our main arena uh, setting. So when we go to arenas, uh, it's a smaller floor. We run the triple threat series. Um, and I started on that in 2015 and that basically developed our point system coming up to now where we have three stadium tours that are, and all of these tours are battling for spots at the world finals. So if you win your tour, there's seven tours. If you win your tour, they get an automatic bid into the world finals. So at the end of the season, there are automatically seven people that are pushed into the Monster Jam World Finals and that's in Orlando. How are you doing Um, so far? So I'm sitting third in points um, and had a little, had a hiccup last week. So one racing in Tampa, which was our, it was our first show. We're starting off the point series. One racing in Tampa, got second in the skills competition and then first jump out in freestyle, uh, been a four link bar and broke. So Ah. I didn't fill 30 seconds and we can get into rules. I mean, for hours right now, but Basically if you don't fill 30 seconds you get no points for freestyle. So at the end of the night, if you win an event, for example, I won racing. So I got a total of 14 points because there's 14 trucks. And whoever went out first round, first pair, l- the slowest time got one point. Mhm. So basically throughout the night you're gaining points through these events and, and at the end of the night, one. yeah, at the end of the night you become the overall champion with the most points so all of our tours are based off of points now and going back to what you're talking about with the show and yes it is a show it's entertainment but it is a full-on competition now like we're battling for points it's always and, in the back of your Yeah, head. and every points matter and i mean me being an athlete i am probably the most competitive person that you'll ever meet like if you put something in front of me and say hey I'll, I'll beat you to the door I'm slamming you gone. into the wall I'm pushing <laughs> you you know like it's just little simple stuff I don't carry this knife for no <laughs> <Yeah>. reason <laughs> well it's just competitive nature and, and you can't I mean humans we're, we're wired sure. that way you know and some people are just um, just more competitive than others but it's full on competition so when you come to Monster Jam yes you will get a great event but also understand that there are points involved and every driver is trying to get as many points as we can
0: so people are going to see you this
1: weekend saturday and sunday at america center and there's pit parties too yep going down yep so pit party on saturday starts at two thirty, uh ends at 5 30 show starts at 7 uh, and then we have one on sunday pit party starts at 11 30 ends at one thirty. show starts at 3
2: if you've seen Monster Jam, you're already getting your tickets. But if you haven't, this is one of those events that it's almost akin to a concert where you can feel it, you know, and oh, yeah. it like oh, gets into mm-hmm. your soul. Bring headphones or bring earplugs. That's my advice. And, and just get ready to feel those vibrations ready feel in your yes. chest.
1: It's really cool. We, uh, there was there's one driver, uh, Bryce Kinney, Mohawk Warrior, uh, the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior. He said it best. He said that it's an assault on all of your senses. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you can see it, you can feel it, and you you just you're you're soaked up in the atmosphere so it's it's great it's the best assault in st louis <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so tomorrow this weekend is monster jam yep. what are you doing tonight what do you do the night before do you like go practice or do you go to bed early
1: he rides a little
0: truck <laughs> <his hotel room. laughs>
1: no so uh like last night we flew in i got in about seven something like that met up with some of the guys went and got a quick bite to eat um Normally, I mean, I come on the road and I have a I have a two year old daughter at home, mm-hmm. which I love to pieces. She's the cutest and, ever, right? Man, but she wears me and mom out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it's crazy. Um, so my wife and I, any chance we get a, to sleep, we're sleeping. So when I come <laughs> into a, a show weekend, um, normally I try and get as much sleep as I can. Um, so tonight um, here in well Friday, we'll normally do a drivers meeting, which is at two. Um, and then we'll have practice at three. So, and then practice really just consists of getting in the truck, making sure everything's all right. Everything's good because, I mean, throughout the week, the mechanics are working on it, making sure, I mean, they're fixing parts and, and doing a little tweak to the tune here and there. Um, so you just want to make sure everything's aligned up. Everything's good to go with the truck. Um, do a couple passes and then you're done. Um, and then basically, We kind of have a ritual. I'll get my crew chief together, and we'll go out, have a quick bite to eat, Um, maybe have a couple drinks or something. I mean, it's nothing, nothing crazy, right? um, Because I mean, we're all about sleep. We want to make sure that you know we're one hundred percent ready to go. Because Saturday and Sunday are long days. Yeah, we're we're showing up at the at the stadium normally probably just before lunch. Eat some lunch, start the pit party, um, and. For the pit party, it starts at two thirty, but that's only in the main pit party. We have a VIP access that starts at one thirty. Oh wow! So we have to be at the trucks at one thirty to start signing autographs. And depending on the VIP access, how many they sold. Um, I mean, you could have five people, or you could have five thousand. Do you get to
0: sneak in like snacks? How do you eat on a, on on race? Competition so, days.
1: I mean it's just normal normal uh schedule I mean I get up have a nice breakfast have some make sure to kind of carve that time out for yourself yeah, in yeah. Way. and then the lunch time lo- I'll normally mm-hmm. go to the stadium about 11 and then it gives me time to walk back check the truck out make sure everything's good I'll take some pictures do some social media shout outs and then I'll go and find catering and catering mm-hmm. normally starts at 12. Nice. Um, and then it gives us a little bit of time to digest some food and then we'll start signing at one thirty. done at five. Um, and then right at five, I'll go straight to the bathroom, wash my hands. It's the number one thing I love. <laughs> Keep pe- yourself I love people free, <laughs> but I, I do not like germs on my clothes. I don't like germs in my household. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that, you know, cause it, it, my, my immune system might be strong, but my daughter's is not, right. you know, she's only two years old. So I can't, I have to be on my best behavior, like even my clothes. When I get home, the first thing I do is I walk right to the laundry room, open my bag up, throw all of my clothes right in the wash. Smart. Do you, are you a, this is now to domestic life, are you a shoes off
0: household? Uh, I just love the idea of a monster truck driver flipping and getting fuel all over him and he comes (laughs) home and puts on his, Japanese house slippers. Yeah, yeah, I like to
1: be. Um, but, I mean, realistically, it's tough. You know, we've got a two-year-old, and then we've got two dogs. You know, so they're inside, outside all the time. Um, normally, when we clean the house, yes. Please take mm-hmm. your shoes off. Um, it's just kind of a sign CSI. of respect. Like space. we just
0: cleaned. The foot scrubs yeah. that the CSI people wear, yeah, in those little
1: booties. Yeah. No, I mean, like, socks are fine. Socks are good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like we try and keep our house clean as possible just because... Um, i'm kind of a touch ocd i guess you could say like and if you go in the pantry Mm -hmm. all the labels are facing out it just looks better yeah yeah my wife gives me (laughs) crap about it all the time and i'm like i just like the way stuff looks when it's nice what's wrong with that
2: (laughs) the older i get the more i do that like i make sure if i fold a napkin that it is folded Mm -hmm. perfectly so it's all even because it just looks better it makes me feel better Mm talk
0: to my fiance there's only one way to fold a hand towel and that's Triple to make a skinny yep. and one
1: over the side. <gasps> yeah, oh my god, yeah. that's how I do it. See, she's right. <laughs> she's right. So you're you're based out of North Carolina? Uh so I have grew I've been born and raised on the Outer Banks, North Carolina, which Gorgeous. is where yeah. diggers at. Um and in August my wife got an opportunity to uh, become a director of a clinic up in Richmond, Virginia. So wow, she is fantastic. an occupational therapist. Um and she is doing a great job. I mean, it's it's so cool to see her excited about her job when she comes home. Yes, it's stressful. I mean, but what right. job isn't stressful? Um but for her to move up into a management role in that type of healthcare field, um it's huge. You know, it's a big career change for um and I think it's the best for our family. So we moved up to Richmond, Virginia in August. Um and we've been there for 6 months now. Bought a house. Um and everything's settling down good. Everly, which is my daughter, That's she's in a, in a great school already. I mean, the girl is like saying sentences, and she's not even two. Wow. I mean, she tells us exactly what she wants. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I always tell my wife, I'm like, we're a great pair.
2: <laughs> we're a great
1: pair. <laughs> is it difficult to park Grave Digger in your driveway? No, no. So actually, fun fact for any fans that are listening, um, I have nothing Grave Digger, nothing Monster Jam in my house at all. Why is that? Just because it's work, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I want to separate everything and and I'm trying to put a good example on for my daughter. I want her to understand from a young age that, you know, you watch all of these movies and you watch, you know, parents that are always on their computer, always on their phone, always working. I want my daughter to understand that, yes, you need to work hard, Mm -hmm. but you need to work hard in the work hours. There's family time is extremely important, and for me and my wife, that's our that's our big connection. You know, we really believe that family time is everything. Um, so anything that's in my house, um, it's normally my wife picks out from a store that <laughs> has. I mean, I swear we change themes every season, so it's like we break out the orange throw pillows that oh, say so "thankful" cute. and all this stuff, and then we've got our Christmas stuff. So we're trying to make it as homey as possible. But I mean, if you if you had never m- met me and you came to my house, you would have no idea that I I'd drive Gravedigger.
0: He's a claims adjuster, I'm going to guess, <laughs>
1: or perhaps a high school math teacher. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's really
2: neat, because I missed out on some of my son's firsts, because I was working so much. I had three jobs, and I was just yeah. working all the time, and I missed him learning to ride a bike, and it like still crushes me. So it's really neat that you and your mm-hmm. wife have agreed on that, and decided that that's how you're going to live your life when your daughter's so young. Like, that's really going to yeah, benefit her. It's really important. And you. Because mm-hmm. I still feel bad, like... My son's older, and I still you're, it still hurts you're, that I yeah. missed it.
0: You reminded me of a awfully mean but very funny tweet of some, a teacher goes, "Dad cut me off in line in the pickup to pick up his son, so I taught his son how to ride a bike. He can't get that <laughs> back now." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and that and that honestly is a regret, you know, where it's like you don't you don't want to regret that stuff. Right. I mean, for me, it's like I I didn't I was there when she walked. Um, we're working on potty training right now. So, um, and FaceTime is, is wonderful, you know, Isn't for, for people that travel all the time. I mean, like there, like there are really, there's not very many jobs that don't require traveling now, you know, with the ease of transportation to get on a plane and go somewhere and be something, be somewhere in a day. And then right. back that same night, um, it's, it's nice because I can FaceTime them at any point during the day, uh, anywhere in the world. So have, it's, it's really cool. Have you noticed
0: how has, is it? Well, tell me if you've experienced this. My two and a half year old nephew FaceTime me on his own the other day. Yeah. Like, does your do you find them like kids seem to be so in tune with technology? Like, first I get a call from my sister, hello, and I just hear like muffle and mm-hmm. I, like hello. Then I get a FaceTime. I press accept. I hear this little voice go, "There you are." <laughs> and then later, where's ma? Where's mom? Yeah. She's uh, and then she comes. Who are you talking to, Max? And he had figured everything else out. Mm-hmm. Do you do you see
1: any of that with Ed, your little I one? just saw it the other night. So me and my wife were, I mean, normally when we go out to dinner or we're eating dinner, we want to talk about, you know, our day. Mm-hmm. And so we, we went out to a restaurant um, the other day and Everly was with us. She had already ate because she gets her food really fast because if she doesn't, she's all over the place and wants to crawl on the ground. So we just order the quick food, nice appetizer. We gave her the phone because we needed to talk adult stuff and we were like all right here here's some uh peppa the pig or something like that oh, yeah. she likes that <laughs> so <does> she Jonah. <laughs> somehow figured out like i was watching her i'd look over and look over every now and again and she had her finger her pointer finger and she was scrolling and she found the video that she wanted she's Whoa. obsessed with elsa and wheels on the bus and, wheels on the bus, my yeah.
0: nephew too. That's how we got to keep him from crying whenever he starts. Yeah, the wheels, wheels on the bus yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> so right, right. Yeah,
1: and I mean, you think about that. It's like that. I, I wouldn't even really call it a lullaby because I mean, it's piercing your ears about the five thousandth time <laughs> you've heard it. But, um, but I mean, something that simple that that makes them quiet down and focus. Yeah, um, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, I think everything you have to. You have to monitor that stuff, but I think it's good, you know, because I mean, I've seen yeah. her grow off of the iPad and say things that are on videos, um, and, and it's amazing, you know. Education is is key, and it's like that is a tool of education yeah. so.
2: and they're little sponges
1: yes, yes. oh yes <laughs> <laughs> we're, get, we're getting a few looks I think we're going
0: to wrap okay, we, we, cool. I think we're yeah, supposed yeah. to wrap this one up but again thank you so much for all your time Yeah. and sure. uh, everyone uh, should be yeah. headed down to America Center especially because uh, it's indoors and this weekend is going to suck with the 15 degrees so just hang out with all these awesome trucks and the energy and everything is going to be a blast
1: sounds good thanks for having
0: me man thank you thanks so much for coming for in yep